Welcome to Strictly Jojo, a podcast dedicated to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, where every Jojo episode is reviewed by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney. This is episode 44, and we're reading bad reviews of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. There may be some spoilers in this episode, so you've been warned. Before we get into anything, let's just talk about the big announcement from this weekend from Anime Japan, because it is very important to us Jojo fans. Fuck that announcement. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just happy we're getting more Stone Ocean. I think it'd be weird if we didn't, but at least we have, you know, concretely been told that we're getting more Stone Ocean. Yeah, the good news is we're getting more Stone Ocean. The bad news is we're getting more Stone Ocean. What? <laughs> um, and I have a news article pulled up by Anime News Network that kind of just sums up what happened over the weekend. Uh, Warner Brothers Japan announced during a stage presentation at the Anime Japan 2022 event on Saturday, which would have been March 26th, that the anime series of Hirohiko Araki's Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean manga will get a second part consisting of episodes 13 to 24 that will premiere this fall on Netflix worldwide. The anime will also air on television in Japan this year. So there you have it. We got confirmation that we are getting more Stone Ocean. Thankfully, I don't know why we had much reason to, to doubt that, but it is just nice to be able to breathe and say, okay, yes, it's confirmed. We know that we have to wait. Um, and as much as I dislike finding out I have to wait to watch more Stone Ocean, I am always in the camp that whatever the anime studio needs in order to provide a great anime or anime adaptation, I support them in doing that. So if this is David Production saying we need more time to animate the next 12 episodes of Stone Ocean, I'm fine with that. Please, David Production, do what you need to do because you are a godsend to JoJo fans, and I fully trust you. No, I'm in the same camp as well. I also figured they would probably need a season or two to just take the time to work on the next half of the series. But why the fuck? Does it need to be batch released again? I so after this announcement came out, I opened up Twitter. Like you, you sent me a text with the the article containing the announcement. So then I went to Twitter, and the second I opened up Twitter, my whole feed was like seventy to eighty percent people just pissed off about <laughs> the batch release episodes. Nothing about you know the delay to fall. Nothing about like David Production or anything like that. It was all Netflix. What the fuck? Why do you keep doing batch releases? And I'm like, yeah, I I feel the same way. I liked a lot of the posts. We even retweeted some of the posts. It's it's pretty much a shared sentiment across most of the JoJo fandom that we don't like this. This is not how we want our JoJo episodes to be released. And I think we talked about this before. Uh, yes, might have been. at great lengths. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm talking about something else that we talked oh, about okay. before, <laughs> where this is this was probably going to be the first part of JoJo that we were going to watch as it was being released. Yeah. Uh, so that was something that we were looking forward to, and I'm sure a lot of the JoJo community was as well. Um, I saw a tweet that said something about Rip R.I.P. JoJo Fridays, which I'm assuming that's when previous JoJo episodes were released. Um, so yeah, there's no sense of community anymore in anticipating the next episode like there has been with Attack on Titan. And I always fall back to the point of if this had happened with a series as monumental as Attack on Titan, like both series are, are monumental in their own rights, but if 
Netflix had acquired the rights to AOT and they went with this route, I had like everyone would be up in arms. Yeah, it's I don't know. Like I understand that's Netflix's way of doing things, but it's it doesn't show care about what the anime community wants. And that's why I feel like Netflix compared to Crunchyroll or Adult Swim or other places that have anime, I feel like Netflix takes a very business focus um, or business centered focus on how they approach anime. And they want to be one of the leaders in the anime industry, you know, overseas. And I just, I, I don't see it working out because I've, I've shared this before, but I'll say it one more time. Like, I just feel like Netflix doesn't listen or care what the anime community wants. And they just say, hey, you know, no one in the anime community has said that they want batch releases of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure or really any anime, but we're going to do it anyway. Or no one in the anime community said that they wanted a live action Cowboy Bebop or One Piece. But you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, stop doing things no one's asking for. No one wants this. But, you know, when Netflix announced, um, I think on Twitter, the batch releases for Stone Ocean, I think you mentioned that the comments were just filled with people roasting the shit out of them and complaining and all that so hopefully this is the jojo fans making enough noise so that netflix takes note i don't think it's going to change for stone ocean because i'm sure the deal has already been struck it's already been agreed upon but if god forbid netflix takes on part seven steel ball run hopefully it's not batch releases for that yeah i think like netflix is just running this as as a as a business strategy more so as more so than really identifying the community that is like that goes along with uh jojo's bizarre adventure as a series and i it's it's a it's pretty obvious outside of anime too we mentioned the live action cowboy bebop and we already talked about in previous episodes about way of the house husband and some other netflix uh Netflix, not originals, but Netflix exclusive series, not being up to par with everything else that we've seen in anime. And, and they just cancel things left and right. They're notorious for that too, with um, like just regular live action shows only running for one season. And it's just sickening to think that they are applying JoJo to the same, like just looking at it at purely through financial means rather than the 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 phenomenon means i guess i mean i get it you're a business you're here to make money and therefore you're going to take a business approach to a lot of things but there's a way to do that i mean that's the same with any corporation that's the same with any company big or small the focus is going to be revenue um however there's a way to do that where you can still show your appreciation or at least show that you're in tune with the, the anime community because we are the ones watching the anime. So if we dislike what's going on and we stop and that can cause problems for you, XYZ company. And I'm not trying to be all like, I'm not trying to flex or anything, but it's it's the reality of it, right? Like w- the reason you're making money is because of us, the, the anime fans. Um, yet it's our voices that don't always feel heard. And I just think about like Adult Swim, for example. Yeah, I mean, they have anime on their platform because I'm sure it brings in money because they're one of the the few that have that type of anime, um, you know, less kid-focused anime available, uh, at least before the days of streaming. But you can always get the sense of appreciation that Adult Swim has for anime and for anime fans. 
And you also get that to a certain degree with Crunchyroll as well. I mean, their entire platform is anime. That That's it. Uh, I'm sure there's other shit. I don't know. But you can tell like there there's a they understand the community pretty fucking well. I just don't get that vibe with Netflix. And before I continue to go on about these Netflix rants, just I just want the next iteration of JoJo. I just want Steel Ball Run to not fall into this trap of like making a deal with Netflix, getting batch releases, and then us, the fans, having these sour notes implanted in the middle of getting another JoJo adaptation. I just want it to be pure fun and excitement the way we're experiencing with Demon Slayer and Attack on Titan and with every other JoJo part um, before this that, you know, you and I weren't excited or not excited, weren't part of during that hype. But, you know, we can look forward to that maybe with part seven. You know what Netflix is like? They're like how EA Games used to be. Ooh, that's a good analogy. <laughs> For all the, the millennials out there, you probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, is that EA Games? Uh, was it the EA, EA Games video that's still like the most downvoted video on YouTube? Which one? I don't remember. There was like one of them, like an EA video. Am I making this up? Or no, wait, it's not YouTube. I'm sorry. It's Reddit. Reddit, there was like a an EA comment on Reddit that got downvoted to hell, and it's like the most downvoted comment of all time. Uh, this article I'm looking at says negative 667,000. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would have been nice at a uh, crisp 666. <laughs> <laughs> nice crisp 666. Okay. Um, but that was about Star Wars Battlefront 2. And uh, yeah, that... That's like the, the that's everyone voicing their their frustrations, right? Like we need a moment like that with Netflix. <laughs> I want mm -hmm. them to just get downvoted so that they can see they're really pissing a lot of fans off. But oh no, on Twitter it's just set up a whole flame war. <laughs> <laughs> the floodgates open. <laughs> yeah, the floodgates open with just the hate and vitriol, not against JoJo or David Production, but just specifically against Netflix. Uh, I was watching, like you said looking at responses to Netflix when they tweeted out on, I think, their regular account and their Netflix anime account, um, the PV for JoJo Part 2. Uh, I also saw a tweet, and I, showed, or I shared this with Courtney earlier. Um, it was someone, oh, it was the Cursed JoJo Twitter, which we follow. Um, they have a lot of great, like, JoJo memes and content. Uh, the tweet says, who's your favorite JoJo villain? And it lists all the main villains from parts one through, looks like eight. But for part six, oh. they just listed Netflix and put their <laughs> logo there. It's like, this is pretty accurate. That's I wouldn't good. say they're my favorite JoJo villain. I would say they're the worst JoJo villain <laughs> right now. Even worse than Dio. That's great. That's really good. We will share a, a link to that tweet in the Discord so that you guys can see that. But that's that's pretty fucking good. Well, let's move on from our our monthly Netflix rant. I feel like we have here because um, at the end of the day, I know we, everyone's saying, "Oh, the hype around Stone Ocean has been killed." I don't think it's been killed. I just think it's not ex like as extended as it should be. It should be. 12 weeks of Stone Ocean hype, but mm. it was more like one and a half weeks of Stone Ocean hype. So I'd like to just quickly say one more time, fuck you, Netflix. <laughs> fuck you. So at least we have Stone Ocean <laughs> hype to look forward to in the fall. I was still hyped for this announcement at Anime Japan. So yes, the hype is still there. And to add to that hype, and maybe to, to kind of clarify or update what we're going to do here at Strictly JoJo, because of this announcement that Stone Ocean... The second core will be releasing in fall 2022. 
we here at Strictly Jojo will be returning to bi-weekly episodes. So we are a, for anyone who's new, who joined us during the Stone Ocean Review series, we are a bi-weekly um, podcast. We have new episodes released every two weeks, but for the Stone Ocean Review series, because of the hype, because we wanted, well, we anticipated weekly releases of those, of the actual Stone Ocean episodes on Netflix, but ended up being a batch. We still wanted to have that weekly hype and be able to review all the episodes as quickly as possible. So we switched temporarily to a weekly podcast just for the Stone Ocean Review series. Over the last month, as we were kind of waiting to hear what was going to happen with Stone Ocean, the second core, we figured let's just keep the, the weekly schedule going. We'll do some discussion episodes because we don't often have opportunities to do that here at Strictly JoJo. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, and I'm excited about today's in particular. But now that we know we're going to have to wait, what, six months or so until the second core of Stone Ocean, we again will be returning to our biweekly format, new episodes every two weeks. And we will be jumping into... Our part three Stardust Crusaders review series. Dun, 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 <laughs> it's time. Dun, 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 dun. We are going to move on to Stardust Crusaders. And we'll be doing that up until the fall. Once Stone Ocean, the second core releases, we'll move back again temporarily to weekly episodes so that we can talk all about Stone Ocean. And then, I don't know, like, I guess if there's another break between the second and third core... Then we'll go back to bi-weekly and we'll pick up the Stardust Crusaders review series and then jump right back into weekly when the last bit of Stone Ocean is released. That's the general plan. Oh, God, it's going to be... <laughs> this reminds me of another tweet I saw where it's, we're going to be getting new JoJo content through 2023. If they release three parts of Stone Ocean, we'll have started in 2021 here in 2022. And I'm assuming the final part of Stone Ocean will be 2023. Which is kind of crazy because then we're going to have to wait, what, one to three years, maybe even more, before we get Steel Ball Run. And then that's going to need even more time to animate because of the horses. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I've read Steel Ball Run, but it's it's a pretty well-known thing that there's a lot of horses in that manga. And horses, from what I've heard, are very difficult to animate. So, Yeah. Sorry, part seven manga readers. You have to wait probably a little bit longer than you expected to get Steel Ball Run. We're all going to be in our like 60s by the time <laughs> this comes out. But hey, it gives us plenty of time to continue our review series of parts three through five. Mm -hmm. You know, by the time Steel Ball Run comes out, you know, there's there's a silver lining. There's things that we can look toward. Um, and I do think, uh, I, I have read part six manga, no spoilers or anything, but I believe from the like promo images and screenshots that we got at Anime Japan for the second core of Stone Ocean, I feel like there's going to be, like, it's not going to wrap up in, in two cores. There's definitely going to be at least a third, maybe even a fourth. Because um, mm. it seems like, it's my memory's really fuzzy. I haven't read part six in, like, so long. Or it's been so long since I last read it. But I would say minimum a third core, if not more content after that. So, yeah, there's still plenty of Stone Ocean to go. I guess here on Strictly JoJo, it'll be... A year for the Cujos as we flip back and forth between parts three and, and six. Yeah, and, but I feel like we're going to get through quite a big chunk of Stardust Crusaders, probably about like 10 to 12 episodes of Stardust Crusaders. So it's not like we're jumping to Stardust Crusaders for like a hot second and then jumping back to Stone Ocean. You will get a significant portion of, Stone, uh, of Stardust Crusaders reviewed before we go back to Stone Ocean. Yeah, I'm excited because Jotaro is obviously my favorite Jojo. 
and it will be like a look in tandem with him and with his daughter throughout 2022. Yeah, it's going to be great. So just to recap, um, after today's episode, we will go back to a biweekly format, which means our next episode will be released April 11th. And then every two weeks from there, still sticking to Mondays, we're going to go back to bi-weekly during the part three Stardust Crusaders review series. Then in the fall, we'll move back to weekly episodes so that we can review Stone Ocean. And then after that point, if there's another break, we'll go back to Stardust Crusaders at a bi-weekly format. So um, thank you everyone for being so patient with us as this whole situation is evolving. Situation sounds serious. As you know, the the information about Stone Ocean is slowly being released. We're just kind of taking it as it is and doing what we got to do um, until we get through all of this. And what are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. I was looking at something related okay, to our I thought, discussion. <laughs> I thought I said something weird. <laughs> no, sorry. But yeah, thank you for being flexible. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Everybody, we really appreciate you. Um, and look forward to Stardust Crusaders. It's going to be great. You're still laughing. What I'm sorry. No. <laughs> what did you look at? No, no. No, I'll, no, I have to know. You have to no, tell me. No, I'm going to bring this up during oh, okay. our discussion. It's just every I thought time. you saw something and you started no, laughing. Every I like, time I look at it, it just makes me smirk. <laughs> well, let's talk about, let's read and I guess react or review some really bad reviews about jojo's bizarre but you're still laughing I'm sorry <laughs> and now i'm thinking about it okay i'll, I'll get out of my head for now <laughs> okay well what we did is we scoured the internet mostly mail i think you were on imdb yes uh imdb had reviews for the entirety of the jojo series okay so yeah i took mail you took imdb for anyone who's not familiar with mail it's my anime list and imdb is the internet movie database but they do have content related to tv shows as well so we we checked those two sources on our respective ends and we pulled any just like really funny or really roast like roasty type of reviews about jojo's bizarre adventure and we're here to read them and just give our thoughts on these people's thoughts about jojo's bizarre adventure (laughs) because the jojo fandom is a really strong fandom it's a huge fandom but at the end of the day there are still people who hate jojo and there are still people that hate the JoJo fans, so I we just figured, why the fuck not? Let's let's read these reviews and just see what kind of things people have to say about this very bizarre anime. And I'm sure they are justified in, in one way or another. Um, I think we should just make a disclaimer: we're not attacking these people's like their their persons themselves or or, or their character. It's more so just their opinions of JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it's out there on the internet, it's fair game. So we're going to take a look at some of these. And I can start um, if you want, because I think I have a few more than you do, because there were some there were some interesting ones on Mal, not going to lie. Yeah, I have um, five that I pulled from IMDb. Okay. So um, starting with my first one from Mal, um, from my anime list, this one came from the part I think it's part one. It, part one and part two are under kind of one entry on Mal because it's technically one season. But I think this person was referring to part one. They gave it a four out of 10. And they, I'll read this out. And this is, uh, for all of these reviews, they're not 100%, like they're verbatim, but we've just pulled some of the most interesting pieces that the person had to say. So these aren't the entire reviews. These are just the highlights of the reviews. So this person says, Warning, and this is all caps, warning, most will not agree with me. If you are going to be a baby because I don't share your opinion, don't read. <laughs> so that's a great start. 
Then they go on to say, life occasionally gives you things that you don't understand. Sometimes it's people or schoolwork, or sometimes it's why something is popular. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was recommended to me by so many people who regarded it as one of the best series ever. Upon watching it, I realized that to enjoy the show, you must turn your brain off and just take it in. <laughs> they continue on by saying, I just can't get myself to finish this show because I can find barely any redeeming factors with brain on or off. I don't understand how this show could have such a huge following of deeply devoted followers. It honestly baffles me. I've probably pissed off a lot of people right now, so I won't say more because I like my life. <laughs> okay. Mm. So I pulled this one because clearly this person thinks that the Jojo fandom is one of those like Tumblr fandoms or like Twitter groups that will attack you if you don't like the like a show or a character which they will <laughs> yeah which those those groups will i however i i don't think jojo is that bad will we jokingly roast you because you're roasting our favorite anime hell yeah because mm. you're hating on what we like and that's kind of the same i think with a lot of fandoms like if you hate on someone's fandom they're probably gonna roast you but are they gonna attack you i i think highly likely not and I really don't see JoJo fans being the type to go after people and attack them because they don't like JoJo. If anything, they're just going to point at them and laugh and be like, well, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And granted, there are always bad eggs in certain fandoms that will ruin it for the rest of us. But yeah, like the people like us, we, we roast in in good jest. Uh, <laughs> but I just love the thing where he said, or the, the uh, reviewer said, you have to turn your brain off watching JoJo. And I, I I will agree with that statement because there's very many logical fallacies throughout this show. And just the things you see are like you you, you can't rationalize. <laughs> but yeah, again, like I don't think anyone from JoJo is really going to attack somebody for not liking their show or even hating on their show because you're talking about a fandom who likes to make fun of themselves. Like how many, like, I feel like some of the best Jojo roasting memes come from Jojo fans themselves. Like you, you can't really <laughs> hate on somebody who's already hating on themselves, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I just thought that was so funny. And the warning at the beginning of that review was, the, it was the cherry on top. I also like how it, it kind of starts off as if you're listening to a documentary yeah. <laughs> about like the worst fandom out there so it sounds so pleasant and then he just rips rips a new asshole into jojo fans <laughs> guys we get it the jojo fandom can be really fucking annoying but that's not gonna stop us from from being really fucking annoying <laughs> so what's what's your first review that you found on imdb yeah so th the order that i'm going in it it's i think imdb rates out of 10 stars so I started from the very bottom and worked towards better reviews, even though they all are still pretty negative. <laughs> um, so at the one-star level, uh, this review was titled Ridiculous Overrated. I think what they meant to say is ridiculously overrated. And it writes, I decided to give it an opportunity to this anime and watch episodes, uh, but some episodes after... I realized too late that I, I've had just wasted my time. <laughs> this is my favorite part. It says, if you only want to see men's posing and have hype for this, watch bodybuilders programs. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I think he's talk, they're talking about 
like the how jojo characters i guess in the first three parts are all just they're like built to shreds right yeah <laughs> like, like what do you call it the seinen genre of anime um and you know it it's admitted that jojo is probably notorious for all the the poses that you have in the show that's what makes jojo so fucking awesome is the are the poses i mean what other anime is out there where the character's poses are its own like thing that's associated with that show and bodybuilders programs i'm just thinking of what workout exercise videos like what <laughs> like, more than that like i know like arnold schwarzenegger like back in like the bodybuilder competitions and stuff maybe that's mm. that's what, what that's what they're talking about but let's be honest those bodybuilder competitions those poses have nothing on jojo poses okay yeah like none of those poses are as flamboyant or amazing or physics defying than what we have in jojo's bizarre adventure so i'll stick with jojo yeah so to this reviewer's point, if you only want to see men's posing, watch more of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> you have men and women doing like, like, the most physics-defying poses out there. Thinking of Polnareff from Part 3. Yeah, the the most physics-defying pose we've probably gotten <laughs> so far. Well, next up on Mal, I found another review, I guess, under the uh, the Part 1 and 2 entry because i think this person's referring to both parts but they rated it a three out of ten and said the art is pure cringe defying anatomy and physics and the so-called fabulous poses are just ridiculous making the sequences laugh worthy so after all the crap i said you must wonder why is jojo's so popular so acclaimed my answer is simple pandering it panders to the ones who miss the quote-unquote good old days, who decide which animes are bad or good. At the end of the day, it's just it's just wish fulfillment, like the harem based on light novels. <laughs> By the way, this is riddled with, with typos, so that was kind of difficult to read. But another person who thinks that the poses are just ridiculous and apparently makes it laugh-worthy. If you don't appreciate the poses... That's fine. If you don't appreciate the art style, that's fine. If you don't appreciate the character designs and their crazy outfits, that's fine. But I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love those things about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And I think art style is another thing that just makes it so extraordinary because we've we've heaped so much praise on David Production for sticking to uh, Araki's original art style and how it kind of progressed and developed through part six now um, in the anime i've never seen an anime that has had this much detail in just characters faces or even like just the, their entire physique as they're animated like in their movements or even like the color palettes um thinking back to parts one and two whenever you'd see us like a sudden switch in color palettes for like a scene where they're using hamon or something or even the extravagant sequences in part three and onward where a character, a given character is just using a stand power <laughs> and thinking of star platinum and all the auras, just <laughs> seeing those punches flying. It, it's like a, a visual delight on screen. And like, what's there to hate about? It? <laughs> yeah. And to your point, it is one of the only anime that I, to me, it's to my knowledge, it's the only anime that has intentional art style changes with each part. 
again, to, to your point, to kind of coincide with Araki's ever-evolving art style for the manga, because you do get art style changes in some anime, but usually it's because there's like a studio change. Attack on Titan's a great example of that. Mm-hmm. When it went from Wit to Mappa, there was a, a an art style change. But here, it's with the same production studio, and the art style changes are very much intentional and are part of what makes JoJo's Bizarre Adventure so great. So, but, but yeah, it is a very unique art style. It actually did take me a little bit to get used to it the first time I watched it. And for me to get used to the changing art styles between parts the first time I watched it. But now I have grown to really appreciate it and love it. And I find the most interesting part is that they say the reason this show is so popular is the pandering and that it panders to the people who miss the good old days and who decide which (laughs) anime are good or bad. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. What do you mean miss the good old days? This is like... A fucking new anime i could see if someone's like oh cowboy bebop and trigun and all those are like the best anime ever because they probably miss the good old days i mean i'm, I'm kind of talking about myself here because i really love those <laughs> shows and then also who decide that and which anime are good or bad i are they trying to say like the elitists of the anime community because i feel like the elitists are the types who probably like shit like sunny boy yeah <laughs> which we talked about not. before with otaku melancholy I, yeah i don't think elitists would fall in love with jojo because it's so out i mean in a way it is out there but not in the way that someone would like artistically appreciate it yeah (laughs) so it's just this is a really funny review because i don't know where they're coming from with all of these things but are they saying like because jojo the manga was made in the early 80s and 90s like from that period but it still doesn't feel like nostalgic in that sense when we're watching i don't know if it's just because the or this iteration of jojo came out uh what early 2010s um and we just saw it. we just see like the story as just more unique than anything else yeah i don't know i really don't know what they're what they're referring to there i can only assume that it's something along those lines but either way hey that's fair you don't have to like with all these that that's totally fair i'm you're allowed to have your opinion. I respect that, but I'm still going to roast it. <laughs> so back to IMDb, I have another one-star review, and I want to read this one in its entirety just, <laughs> just so we can kind of pick it apart a bit. This one, I think, is in reference to part one, which I think is as far as this reviewer went, and it's titled Baby Eating. okay (laughs) so to read off the entire review i was enjoying this ridiculous show thoroughly until a mother gave up her soul willingly to save her crying baby from any harm (laughs) the villain promised her they wouldn't hurt him but after the mother changes she takes pleasure in chomping down on the helpless crying child is this what passes for entertainment I am a father of young children and can't see a reason to go this far. Why put something in a show that will disturb a significant percentage of your viewers? I am not a squeamish person by any normal standards, but what good does it do to push this far? Villains like this are absurdly unrealistic anyway, so why cross that line? I would be more forgiving if it happened in a way that portrayed more realistic circumstances. Hmm. I do not shy away (laughs) from thinking about the terrible things that actually do exist in this world, but I don't see the benefit to something like this other than the shock factor that some people want. But there are better ways to shock oneself about the realities of human suffering. Bro, 
Have you not watched anime? Before? Oh my god, I was about to say like <laughs> there's plenty of anime out there that make this seem very mild. I'm yeah. thinking like <laughs> Devilman Crybaby, Akira. I mean like all of these there's like a shitload of shows out there that I think make that part of JoJo, which is well, that was Dio, right? Yeah, I think it's referring back to part 1 where a mother's pleading to Dio to to Dio to spare her child. And I think Dio, like, he uses his powers on her to turn her into a vampire, and, and she turns into a succubus and ends up killing her own child, which, yes, it's fucked up, but I think it's just meant to demonstrate how maniacal and how evil, like, how much Dio is evil personified. And you, I say, you see this in, like, horror movies i'm sure i can't yeah. <laughs> cite any and us watching hunter hunter in the chimera ant arc we're not going to spoil anything but there is i had a pretty visceral reaction to something similar in hunter <laughs> hunter i thought that was kind of worse than what i saw here in jojo yeah that's so funny i mean i get it there's that um that like relatability factor where you're a father and you have children and you see this part, but also it's a work of fiction and there are far worse works of fiction out there that have far more egregious things and far more gruesome and gory things. But I guess that was enough to turn you off. So that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> and I just love when the reviewer says, I would be more forgiving if it happened in a way that portrayed more realistic circumstances this show is called <laughs> Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, not Jojo's Adventure of Realistic Circumstances. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I don't even want to know what they would consider more realistic because, if anything, that would, to me, in my mind, that would actually worsen the situation in that scene. But yeah. whatever. That's and fine. <laughs> another thing I'm thinking about is way before this incident with the mother and child, and maybe this is more so just because of the animal lover in me, you saw a dog being roasted in oh, poor Danny yeah, in the outdoor fireplace or whatever. Like that, that didn't make you say that's it. Like I cannot stand this show. I wonder how this person would have felt if they made it all the way to the baby stand episode where Kakyoin feeds the baby his own poo. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love I I I love toilet humor. <laughs> so like the mm -hmm. poo part just made me laugh so hard. But I can imagine this person being like, "That's terrible! You can't feed a baby its own feces!" Like, no shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and maybe I get like the human, the morbid human element of a mother eating her own child. But it's not like the, in the show the mother was still sentient as a human. It was it turned into a, a vampire, a succubus under Dio's control, right? Yeah. So I don't just because of that. And again, it's it's all bizarre. Like don't you take everything with a grain of salt. <laughs> so well on Mal, I have another part one review. Most of these, honestly, from Mal. Like mo most of the good ones that I found were from part one, but there's a couple from some of the other parts. Um, but this is another part one review, and this person gave it a one out of ten. Ooh, and they said, "I'm not even sure how people actually like this show." Although this might not be a spoiler anymore, but the cherry scene where Kakyoin is like bouncing a cherry on his tongue and saying, lick, 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 lick. <laughs> and I've watched past that episode into the other ones, stopped watching at episode 13 and dropped it. Parentheses, edit. Cherry part is when I skipped it, hoping it was a meme from somewhere else. And parentheses, 
you're way better off watching something else or do something more productive with your time. And then they gave like all of the sections that you can rate on Mal 1 out of 10. So 1 out of 10 for storyline cringe, 1 out of 10 for artwork more like needs work, 1 out of 10 10 for sound annoyance, 1 out of 10 for character cringe development instead of development. This sounds like a troll review, but... I was like, first of all, your review is in the part 1 and 2 section on Mal, not in the part 3 section. This doesn't even reference anything from part 1. It just talks about how annoyed they were with Kakioin's Lero 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 scene. And I'm like, all right, I guess you really didn't like that part. To be fair, it is a very strange part, but I think it's fantastic. <laughs> and people forget, I think this reviewer forgets, like, this wasn't the actual Kakioin, right? Yeah, it was, it was a stand was, user. <laughs> yeah, that was possessing his body. But yeah, it, it is, again, it's bizarre. Like, that's all I can chalk up to. But part of that review just sounded like a troll. Probably. (laughs) All right. So now I move up to a better rated review for JoJo, but only by one star. And that is two stars. Um, Oh, boy. (laughs) This review is titled, I couldn't find much to enjoy after 11 episodes. And the reviewer, the review says, My main two issues are, one, that the whole show really plays like a stream of consciousness on the part of the writer slash creator, with newly introduced random characters and random things happening one after another and seemingly extending into infinity. Into infinity and beyond. (laughs) (laughs) And two, that the writer slash creator dude (laughs) dumps the manga slash show as a tribute to the power of the human spirit to overcome almost anything. And yet the heroes of the story are routinely shown to abjectly fail slash die, while the villains always inexplicably accrue so much power that they easily ascend to godhood. (laughs) (laughs) Very bizarre indeed, but not in a good way. Suited to possibly very young and or hyperactive viewers that just want quote-unquote content to continually appear and change in front of them like a kaleidoscope full of sugar. A kaleidoscope <laughs> full of sugar. I love that analogy. <laughs> oh my god, hyperactive viewers. I feel like I'm not a hyperactive viewer at all, but I still really enjoy this show. Although that's, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I could see somebody who wants like a lot of splashy in your face things. Uh, like I, I could see this show appealing to someone who likes that kind of stuff because JoJo is very in your face. It is very flashy, and for the most part, it is very fast paced. Yeah, more. I want to talk about their first point, which seems to be an attack on Araki, <laughs> calling his writing like a stream of consciousness, uh, newly introduced random characters and random things. I think the JoJo fandom always chalks that up to the famous saying, Araki forgot, right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> thinking to like Hamon or... Like how stands were just randomly introduced or just uh, chronological inconsistencies and things like that. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but why do you think JoJo fans in particular are so forgiving of these like story pitfalls or faux pas or whatever whatever you want to call it? Because the show's already so over the top and ridiculous that it almost makes sense that there are these 
forgotten pieces or plot holes or like so, like v- drastically changing elements of the show that changed seemingly out of nowhere. <laughs> and I don't know what I was thinking. The coffin. Dio's coffin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that. the biggest one. <laughs> I mean, fuck it. Whatever. I mean, we got more Dio out of it, so it's yeah. all good. <laughs> I think, again, like because the show's already so crazy, you almost aren't surprised that even the writing is not the cleanest <laughs> at times. Yeah. I think <laughs> you just have to kind of walk into it with an open mind. Because I feel like a show like Attack on Titan, which we've said on our regular um, an- Strictly Anime podcast and our AOT special episodes, that that show is just written so incredibly well and so incredibly tightly that you wouldn't expect it to deviate from from the norm get you have an anime here where bizarre is in the name that you kind of have to throw out like logic and 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 order and structure in that sense (laughs) Um, it's just chaos at that point (laughs) what do you think about the second point where the reviewer says that the show's a tribute to the power of the human spirit but the heroes routinely fail or die and the villains ascend to godhood (laughs) i feel like they must have not made it very far (laughs) i mean yeah that's fair there are a lot of main characters that die in the various parts of jojo and all of the villains kind of have that ascension at some point um even you could even argue like yoshikage yoshikage kira has that moment too Mm -hmm. um on a much smaller scale of course than some of the other villains but uh, do I think that's like a bad thing? No, because I think that increases the threat that the main characters are up against. I think that that puts more at at, at stake for right. these big climactic battles because you wonder how will they overcome such a powerhouse villain? Yeah, I forgot that this reviewer only made it through 11 episodes. So, it's, so he's basically talking about Dio. <laughs> yeah, and probably just talking about Jonathan's death, and he didn't go much further into part two with Joseph's story, where, yeah, there is like a um, a fake out where you think Joseph dies, but then he he does come back to life. Not come back to life, but you find out he was alive the whole time at the end after defeating Cars. And yeah, I thought it was poignant for them to mention that jojo is about the human spirit overcoming whatever stands in its way which i think that that was pretty much the ending for part two um but yeah i think like the villains as large uh as larger uh larger than life than they appear uh, as they appear in jojo it still boils down to a story about good versus evil and yeah. you always like good still triumphs in the end as despite how heinous the, the battles and the 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 story is in Jojo. So back to Mal. Well, yeah, Mal. Okay, so I I have some now from like part 3 coming up. Interestingly, I I looked at all of the parts and I looked at the OVA um the spoke Kishibe Rohan and like interestingly, Rohan and Part Four did not have any like f- like funny enough or egregious enough reviews to pull, and I fully expected Part Four to have some of the worst because people always call it the slice of life JoJo. There were some bad, obviously there were some bad reviews, but nothing that kind of like jumped out or like that were noteworthy. So that I found that interesting. But here we have one from Mal for Part Three. The person gave it a four out of ten. 
Ooh. And they start off by saying, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I was face desking the desk so... <laughs> I almost spit out my coffee. Face desking. I was face desking the desk so hard right when I saw the main character, whom have the worst worst name to exist in a shonen (laughs) series ever. When he tried too hard trying to be cool and edgy, copying the Persona 3 characters by shooting a gun in their head. Except except Persona actually have cool characters. Not only that, but he curb stomps every enemy in the anime like they are nothing. Where is the fun in that? Some fight scenes were neat to be fair. (laughs) Okay, hang on. Some fight scenes were neat to be fair. Ones that actually use strategies rather than pure power level, like that ug ga I would have had like this show I would have liked, maybe liked the show better if that awful character didn't exist since I do not mind the other characters at all despite have have almost no substance save for one character so basically they don't like Jotaro <laughs> what's wrong with Jotaro's name why is it the I worst know. name what? The, the main character whom have the worst name to exist in a shonen series ever I don't oh. know what's wrong with Jotaro's name what the fuck oh. Oh man, and oh, I, don't, I don't know if the reviewer is probably a non-native English speaker. I mean, yeah, but I'm still gonna make fun of this anyway. <laughs> but it just reminds me of the that the narration of the bad review on YouTube. I think oh the biakuas. Yeah, I would just love to hear like maybe that the same only narrator. resin. Yeah. <laughs> We can share uh, the YouTube video on oh our, my God, that's on a our Discord. Yeah, but I'd love to hear like that kind of narrator um, reading out that review. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to th- no, I JoJo came out, out in the '80s, um, so way before Persona. I I know like Persona is very similar in um, characteristics to JoJo because. I haven't played the Persona series, but the characters have like a some th- sort of similar thing as a stand that fights for them. Yeah. But JoJo did it first. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> did they? I don't know. I don't know when the first Persona game came out, but yeah. Well, JoJo came out in the 80s, but when did uh, part first three? First entry in the series Revelations Persona was released in 1996 for the PlayStation. And when did the part three manga come out? Uh stardust crusaders i want to say that came out in the 80s um it was serialized in weekly shonen jump from march 27 1989 to april 14 1992 so yeah jojo did it first (laughs) (laughs) all right well okay imdb i don't know what else to say about that one (laughs) so imdb (laughs) all right we move up another rating to three stars for this review which is titled waste of time this is one that i have to kind of agree with actually but it writes or it reads every single episode is the same thing over and over again 
A stand user attacks the protagonists. Then the protagonists outsmart the villain of the week, <laughs> and then they move on to the next one. It's literally over a hundred episodes of this happening again and again. If you've seen one episode of JoJo, you've seen them all. I can't argue. With I mean, <laughs> you got us there, I guess. <laughs> I think it's just the no or finding out what the next stand is gonna be that's so intriguing and. Maybe it is very cliched and formula, but I feel like every anime has its own sort of like one-up anime scheming. Yeah. But I just love seeing it in JoJo because you know, everything is so outrageous that you you kind of wonder how the JoJo protagonists or any of their supporting characters are going to defeat this particular enemy stand user. I think the most ridiculous and outrageous one-upping happens in part two because it's Joseph. Oh, you're talking about the Wamu versus Joseph. Race. Literally every <laughs> one of his fights, but yeah, that, that the Wamu one in particular with the fucking string and all that stuff. Like, yeah, it's just jo Joseph has the best one-upsmanship, the best worst one-upsmanship of all the JoJo's. Or part three, I've mentioned my favorite episode being... Uh, the poker game against Darby Senior, how Jojo the Jotaro just wins because like he was just bluffing, like <laughs> it, it was sort of unexpected. Or the whole thing with, uh, I forgot who teamed up with Whole Horse uh, from the Oingo Boingo brothers. Oh, um, Boingo, Boingo the, younger, the younger, the younger one, one yeah. yeah. How they were trying to stop the Stardust Crusaders later on in, in part three, but whole horse would always miss his mark just cause <laughs> I was thinking of when Polnareff just randomly sneezed on Jotaro oh my God. as the, the, <laughs> the bullet was traveling through that pipe. So just all the, like so many unexpected ways that you expect these Jojo characters to one up their opponents. But I, that's what makes it fun. Yeah. It's so outrageous but the the resulting victory also just seems more outrageous. Yeah. I don't know. I I think um like it is formulaic at times. I think part 3 is the most formulaic. Mm -hmm. It's literally villain of the week, but because of that outrageous factor and because you don't know what weird wacky way Araki's going to have these characters win these battles, it's still worth watching. It's very much worth watching. And over to Mal. How many more Mal reviews do you have? Um, I have like, just a couple left. Um, so now I've got one from part five. And the person rated part five, three out of ten, and said, TLDR, like all of JoJo, don't go into it expecting this amazing plot with amazing characters. JoJo is just a bunch of what the fuck is happening mixed with over-the-top violence and BS plot twists that tricks you into thinking it's a 10 out of 10 story when in fact it's mostly just ass pulls. But since it's JoJo and it's wonky, we accept it because why not? That's fair. <laughs> like, also, you're describing <laughs> every other anime. Yeah. <laughs> so it's what the fuck is happening. Yes, that is very much JoJo. That's why it's a bizarre adventure. Mixed with over-the-top violence and BS plot twists. Yep, that's JoJo's bizarre adventure. Mm -hmm. That tricks you into thinking it's a 10 out of 10 anime when it's mostly just ass pulls. I don't know what an ass pull is. I think, Pulling like, shit pull out of your ass? Yeah. 
that yeah, that's JoJo's Bizarre <laughs> Adventure. Like the last review we just talked about, that's literally Joseph Joestar's fighting style. <laughs> but again, it's because you don't know. I think it's it's different if you go into an anime thinking this is going to have a certain level of realism to how the fight sequences play out, and there'll be actual battle strategy and whatnot. And then suddenly the creator just has a bunch of ass poles. I'm going to use that word now. A bunch of ass poles. <laughs> like you're not expecting it in that particular anime. But with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, you are very much expecting it. And if anything, you're disappointed if there isn't some fucking ass pull or a BS plot twist that happens with one of the villains um, and and with the the main JoJo crew. So that is what makes this show unique is that we are expecting it to be stupid and ridiculous and over-the-top violence when in other anime that would be very out of character for that show. Yeah, and this review was... Are specifically for part five, it says? It sounds like they're talking in, in totality about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but yes, they wrote it under the part five entry on Mal. Hmm. Because I would say part five is like the, the most, I wouldn't say the most, but one of the most straightforward parts in JoJo. Yeah, I so agree. Far. I can't think of any plot twists in part five, but it, they, like you said, they could have just wrote it for the entirety of JoJo and it just falls back to an argument which i don't know how strong the argument is but it's a bizarre adventure what do you expect (laughs) it's in the fucking title (laughs) or rocky warned us it's in the title but again this this review is not wrong i just i see it from a very different angle than this person what's next on imdb do you have how many more this is my last review for imdb it's the highest rated score on these uh on this list of bad reviews that i pull it's at eight stars <laughs> and it's what? only one sentence it's eight t- out of ten <laughs> yes <laughs> it, it's i don't even know if this is really a critical review but i just love it so much this was why i was smirking earlier um <laughs> it's titled if shoulders made anime <laughs> oh my god i love it <laughs> <laughs> and i think they're talking specifically about Oh, okay. This is in reference to part two, and I can see it more for part five because the review reads, Jojo has taught me that if you are Italian, you will die. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Part two, I'm thinking back to to Caesar, right? Because he gets crushed by the rock. Oh, (laughs) yeah. uh, Bucerati, obviously, he... He gets rocked by um, Crimson <laughs> King and or King Crimson. Nabakio. Yeah. <laughs> and Narancha. Oh god. Uh, a lot of the enemy stand users, of course. Um, so yeah, I don't know if this is critical or if they're just <laughs> stating a fact. In Jojo, if you are Italian, you will die. <laughs> I still love that that review title. If shoulders made it, I don't even. What does that mean? <laughs> I I thought it was like the big, sh- the broad shoulders okay, yeah. that you find in Jojo, probably because they have like mad shoulder pads <laughs> going on. <laughs> if shoulders made anime. <laughs> Oh my god, that's that's beautiful. Uh, that's my, and that's an yeah. 8 out of 10? Yeah, that's, that's my favorite bad review I found <laughs> on IMDb. Okay, well, over at Mal, oh man, I have two more. Um, and they are both for part one. Because uh, let's be honest, part one is the gatekeeper. A lot of people who don't like JoJo get filtered out in part one. And then if you like it and you can stick with what's happening, you'll pretty much make it through the rest of JoJo. 
So this one on Mal for part one was a one out of 10. Anne said, Somebody once told me that if I kept my expectations low, I would never be disappointed. Jojo managed to break this rule somehow. Big, righteous, simple Jonathan surely doesn't add anything new to the table. And the realization that I spent eight and 8.6 hours watching this steaming pile of garbage is equivalent <laughs> to being stung by a Japanese hornet. <laughs> <laughs> I can distinctly remember, the person goes on, goes on to say, I can distinctly remember that I was better with coursework the spring prior. I have the hypothesis that watching 40 episodes of JoJo had hindered my ability to critically think. What I learned from watching JoJo is that no matter how bad you think something in life might be, there's always something worse. Jesus. You made a whole science project out of JoJo? So basically, they hated JoJo so much that they feel like they lost brain cells watching it. Which, yeah. I mean, again... There's a lot of like a lot of these reviews are rooted in fact. I I cannot deny that. <laughs> there is something pleasantly stupid about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but again, although I can hear what this person is saying, I interpret I interpret it a very different way or I I react to JoJo in a very different way. <laughs> I enjoy the stupidity stupidity of the show. Yeah, you need it to balance out with the action anime. Uh, or like shonen anime and the slice of life anime, you just need the idiotic anime <laughs> to to keep a semblance of balance in your life. Yeah, and JoJo in part is kind of that escape for me from reality because it's the farthest thing from reality. But also, it still has fantastic elements. There's great comedy. There's great drama. The drama in JoJo, I think, is so good. Um, but it's also stupid fun. It's just a, a fantastic balance. I also like how their review started with somebody once told me. I thought somebody they were, once yeah, told I me, oh shit! Be like All Star by Smash Mouth. <laughs> they rewrote a, the lyrics. This is actually a Shrek review. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So then the last one from Mal is also from Part One. They gave it a two out of ten, and this is a bit lengthier. But bear with me. This person says. I absolutely despise this anime, and I just don't understand the massive praise for it. I find it one of the most unwatchable things in the universe. It's been three times since I tried to force myself to watch JoJo, and I dropped it. I dropped it ever so many times. Um, <laughs> ever so many. <laughs> the story is ass, and people excusing it for being a parody is just plain stupid. I did enjoy the episodes up until Harmon was introduced. I think they mean Hamon. <laughs> Hamon was introduced in like what the second or third episode yeah but after that it's just one macho power fantasy that is just unwatchable unwatchably over exaggerated they'd go on to say um most of the fan base is a sheep following the herd if you speak <laughs> bad about the show you're immediately put on the funeral pile <laughs> if you don't spam quote this is a jojo reference end quote under anything with a slight hint of said reference, you're lynched on the spot. Damn. Oh my gosh. I really don't get why the show is so popular. The art style is dot, 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 gay. <laughs> I can't find any better words for it. The story is all over the place and just plain bad. In some episodes, nothing special happens and turns out to be a waste of time. And its fan base is annoying. Then their final paragraph. People will, po people will probably try to dox me or try to write a comment on my profile, which is disabled, until, <laughs> until I'm an uncultured swine, but I just don't care. This is my opinion, and I think JoJo is the most overrated piece of garbage media out there. It's a chore to watch, 
I think mean chore. I rather watch something with emotions and feel than, oh God, Roda, 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 Speedwagon, Oto, Toto, 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 Dio, Brando, Wa, Stance. I don't even know. I think they're trying to say Oda, Oda, but maybe they're also trying to say Dorarara. I don't know what Oto, Toto, Toto. I don't know what any of this is supposed to be. they're just trying to emulate the stand crying. So a lot going on with this review. But my favorite part is where the person's like, the art style is gay. And I'm like, yes, it is. And that's what makes it absolutely amazing. A lot of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is very gay. And that is fantastic. And that's also one of the things that I think the JoJo fandom embraces the most about this. Yeah. Bucerti is one of my favorite characters in JoJo. And he is far away in physique. From Jotaro. <laughs> so I He's best mom in Jotaro's Bizarre yeah. Adventure. But I mean, I, I'm like the art style and, and and the character designs, the fashion, the whole reason the fashion is so wild in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is because Araki has a, a passion for high fashion. Mm-hmm. And he's passion done for fashion. passion for fashion. And he's done many collabs with a lot of high end luxury brands like Jolene, Fly High with Gucci. I think that's what it's called. Um, I think there was even a Rohan collab with Gucci. There is that seemingly um, Rohan wearing a Versace thong in one of the episodes in part four. There's been plenty of collabs um, with Araki, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, and fashion labels. And I think that's absolutely fantastic. And something, again, you don't often see with not even just anime, but with other shows in general. Yeah, it it's what makes it such a pleasant thing to look at, too. Like just these very extravagant looking outfits on these characters that you wouldn't I know you wouldn't expect it as like streetwear, but I would say they're they're as fascinating as things you'd see in um what other show has good fashion in it? Uh the devil wears Prada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, it seems like this person's um, beef is mostly with the JoJo fandom, which again, I I don't blame you. (laughs) We are annoying, but we also embrace that because we just love the show so much and we love the community so much. One of the things that sucked me into JoJo um, and really kind of solidified my love of JoJo was the fan base. I loved watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure for the first time while also simultaneously like being or not being active, but browsing the R shit post crusader subreddit. That was like the best combination ever. And I remember for weeks and weeks after I finished Jojo, I kept sending you all of these Jojo memes that mm-hmm. you probably didn't even fucking understand at the time. And then it got worse when you finally agreed to watch Jojo with me. And I was like, now I can send him even more memes because they won't be spoilers and he'll actually get the context around them. <laughs> so yes, I was that annoying Jojo fan and I still am. And I get it. We are fucking annoying. I will fully we're admit that. We're a bunch that. of clowns, man. We are. We're a fucking <laughs> circus, but in a good way. Like we're we're much better than a lot of other fandoms out there who, as we said earlier, will actually attack people and dox people and be very horribly toxic if someone speaks even the slightest bit ill of their their favorite show or what have you. You can make fun of JoJo fans all day because we're already making fun of ourselves. I like how this reviewer also disabled comments on their profile i know they had to make sure they they noted that so that like, people don't go attack them <laughs> like if you're gonna hurl shit at jojo fans <laughs> at least let us rebut with a a nice light-hearted quote-unquote light-hearted roast of your <laughs> your opinion as well <laughs> but yeah that was uh 
That was the last one I had from Mal. But I think we have a few bonus ones. Yeah, a couple honorable mentions that I found in other corners of the internet. This one was on Common Sense Media. I don't know if it's like a website for like parents to look about or look up um, shows that are appropriate for children. Yeah, an organization that reviews and provides ratings for media and technology with the goal of providing information on their suitability for children. Obviously, JoJo is as far from a children's show as like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is from airing on PBS Kids. <laughs> but this review was kind of funny. <laughs> it's not a scathing review. It rated JoJo again on Common Sense Media, four out of five stars. The title is dead. The review says, I died. The author is Caesar Zeppeli. <laughs> oh my god. So it's, just it's a, a fucking spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Oh my um, god. Well, most of the <laughs> reviews on Common Sense Media for JoJo were pretty pleasant, but they don't really address like the violent nature of the show. <laughs> so those are probably misleading. Um, another one I found, I think this was a review on uh, on Crunchyroll. That was actually posted yesterday. <laughs> I'm reading the date, uh, March 26th. Oh, yeah, as of this recording. <laughs> yeah, 2022. Uh, gave JoJo one out of five stars. Title is JoJo My Ass. And it reads, this is shit. I want to kill myself from this anime. Did Avdal give you the dagger? <laughs> like, oh, man. Uh, and then the last one, which... We haven't mentioned the uh, usernames for the people who put these reviews uh, just <laughs> just to, to keep some semblance of confidentiality for them. This one has a really interesting name. <laughs> I won't, I'm not going to say it, but Courtney sees it too. Yeah, holy shit. Uh, but this, one, this is a review that I kind of agree with. Um, this was from, I think this was from Mal. Yeah, overall rating one out of 10 stars. I am writing this review after dropping the anime after just one episode. The art style was very good and up to my standards. I had heard great things from friends about this anime, especially from a <laughs> <laughs> from a gay boy called James. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> the plot seemed to be going in the right place, and I liked the idea between their rivalry. But <laughs> they put a but and a period. <laughs> but Danny was introduced. Danny the dog. He was kind to Dio and simply simply wanted to say hi. Dio instantly kicked the dog, causing him to cry. Oh. I simply thought that Dio was the devil, but nothing more. <laughs> What's more evil than the devil? Anyways, Dio then had the audacity to burn the dog alive. I don't care about the sexual assault, but he burned a dog alive. <laughs> Therefore, one out of ten. What oh, jeez. Wait, by sexual assault, is he talking about when Dio kissed Edina? What is that? Oh, maybe because yeah, he came off too strongly there. Because assuming that he didn't make it past the Danny episode, did Dio force kiss Edina before or after that episode? I think it was in that episode okay <laughs> um i i agree i the one thing one of my squabbles or squabbles one of my like one of the things i i dislike about Araki's choices is that he kills off almost all of the dogs in jojo i don't know why um i don't think it's ever been explained why 
And don't get me wrong. Because you can't draw dogs. It's not going to hamper my love of JoJo or my respect for Rocky. It's just one of those things where I like, I kind of wish it didn't happen, but it did. So I, I relate to this, but also, <laughs> damn, this review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I agree because Danny's death was one of the saddest in JoJo just right from the start. But then it makes JoJo kind of feel like John Wick. How John Wick. <laughs> yeah, John there Wick's you go. Series of films got its start. I wonder, and, yeah, did this person watch John Wick and then stop after the, <laughs> after the dog part? <laughs> well, that's pretty early in that first movie. And people call John Wick a JoJo. I forgot about that. Yeah. Dude, Just John Wick was a fantastic movie. The first mm-hmm. one was so fucking good. Because I think his his real name is like a, it could be a JoJo reference. Well, there you have it. These are some bad reviews of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and we read them, hence the title of this episode. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. I kind of want to do this again. If we can find more reviews somewhere, maybe we'll do a, a part two reading of bad reviews because these, <laughs> I just, I love it so much. I kind of wish Mal would let you filter by ratings that I could just pull all like the, the like the four through one ratings and just find the best of the best. But uh, there are other places out there. We'll find more ratings and and we'll we'll be back, I'm sure. Or you can send them our way. Oh my we god, love yes. To read those too. Yeah, please. If you know of like a hilarious or just funny or outrageous review about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anywhere out there on the internet, please send it to us. We would love to read them. You can send us an email if you go to our website. You can send it through Instagram. You can send it through Twitter. Or you can join our Discord and let us know there because we we want more of these. These were great. <laughs> these yeah. were fucking great. <laughs> I mean, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. So if you think JoJo is shit, that's fine. We just think your opinion is shit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, thank you everyone for, for joining us once again. Um, if you are on Spotify, if you're listening to us right now on Spotify, possibly the Spotify iOS or Android app, and you haven't done so already, we would love it if you would leave us a rating on the Strictly JoJo page. All you have to do is go to our page on the app on Spotify Click the star icon, and then you can leave us a rating, one through five. This whole episode has been about reviews and ratings. So in the spirit of that, any any ratings, any ratings you can leave on Spotify or even Apple Podcasts helps us out immensely, and we really appreciate it. We're kind of on this, um, we have this goal to try and get 50 ratings on Spotify for Strictly JoJo. I think we're at 23 as of this recording. So thank you everyone who's left us a rating, and thank you to everyone who will hopefully leave us a rating after this episode. And just one more reminder, as we shared in the beginning of this episode, we will be moving to bi-weekly episodes once again on Strictly JoJo through our part three Stardust Crusaders review series. So the next episode you're going to get from us will drop on April 11th. And then we'll be back with updates to our schedule when we get closer to fall 2022 when Stone Ocean will be released. And that wraps up episode 44 of Strictly JoJo. If you enjoy the podcast and like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash the Strictly series and subscribe on your favorite podcast service so you can be notified when new episodes premiere every other Monday. Join our Discord to continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at the Strictly series and on Twitter at Strictly series. And check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com, where you can find more info on Strictly Anime, our other podcast for anime reviews and discussions. All links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening and sharing our love of JoJo. Stay weeb, everyone. To be continued.
Welcome to Strictly Jojo, a podcast dedicated to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure where every Jojo episode is reviewed by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney. This is episode 44, and we are reading bad reviews of Jojo's Adventure. Why are you laughing at me? 